0: asked a very important question. The question he asked was, why do we sit still? It seems that the people of God on this occasion were filled with apathy and indifference, and the people then were condemned for this, but I believe if we look at our culture and our society and even in the church today, I think apathy is a national problem even Today. It just seems like people really don't want to get involved in anything. It's not uncommon to hear about crimes being committed and you have those that perhaps observe the crimes being committed and they do absolutely nothing about it. Sometimes the police, the authorities will come and they'll question possible eyewitnesses to some particular crime and the reply often comes back, well, I just want to mind my own business. I don't want to get involved in any way. Apathy exists politically. You know, many people that have the privilege and the right to vote and let their voice be heard simply will not do so. Ladies, I don't know if you realize this, but women in this country have only been allowed to vote for the past 97 years. The 19th Amendment in 1920 allowed women that right, and yet many times we take that for granted. African Americans, especially in the South, were basically not allowed to vote until the Civil Rights Voting Act of 1965 was passed, but yet if you look at Those that vote whenever elections come about, whether it's various issues that are being voted on or whether it's offices that are being voted for, the majority of people choose not to vote. Apathy exists even socially today. Many parents, sadly, are just totally indifferent toward their children. They bring children into this world and they just... Let their children do what they want to do and become whatever they want to become. We've been reading in the newspaper and seeing on the news about the Montgomery public school system and how the state is taking over and all the problems that are going on in some of our schools. Well, they're not going to solve anything with various policies enacted the thing that's going to solve that is to get parents back involved in the lives of their children to get parents and parental support back in the schools where it once was that will make the difference and yet many people have no concern at all about their children Many people do not want to become involved in helping others in any way whatsoever. And we could spend a lot of time tonight talking about how apathy and indifference is a problem in our culture. Now, Webster defines apathy as a lack of feeling. He describes it as indifference, sitting still is a picture of inactivity. If you've ever been caught up in traffic on the interstate because of a wreck, maybe you were almost at a standstill for a long period of time. That's a picture of inactivity. It's the idea of sitting back and, and just letting other people take all the action. And I'm just going to kind of watch what happens. But folks, it's sad when we allow this mentality, this mindset of apathy to affect us in the Lord's church today. It certainly happened back in the days of Jeremiah, and I think it exists today in large part among Christians in local churches today. I think it's sad when people of God can just sit idly by when there's so much work in the Lord's kingdom that needs to be done in very little time and opportunity to do it. And so in our lesson tonight, I want us to be challenged to talk about and think about some facts about sitting still. You know, we've been challenged this year to, to go beyond the wire, to go beyond doing what is just comfortable for us. And we've been challenged to reach out to the lost. We've been challenged to have the kind of influence on others that would bring glory and honor to God. And I want to talk about that tonight for the next few minutes. First of all tonight, though, let's think about some reasons why folks do sit still, even in the body of Christ. Now, some sit still today simply because they do not care. When you ask the question, is it nothing to you that our world today is lost in sin, You know people wouldn't come out and verbally say I just don't care but by our actions what are we actually saying? Is it nothing to you that you are a vital and important part of the Lord's church here at this place? Again the answer by their actions comes back no. Is it nothing to you that People around you need spiritual and physical help. There are people who are crying out for help. Does that mean anything to you? And again, by our actions, the reply comes back, no. It's sad when people simply get to the point that they no longer care. We think about that rich man in Luke chapter 16. And we observe how that that poor beggar was carelessly cast outside that man's gates, just longing for the crumbs that might fall from the rich man's table. He didn't care. Or you think about the priest and the Levite, the religious leaders of the day. Jesus told a parable about a man who was traveling and was robbed and beaten and left half dead. And those religious leaders who were to set the right example for others, the priest and the Levite, observed that man in his great need and yet ignored it, passed by on the other side. Self-oriented. Only concerned about self. Didn't want to get involved at all. And so people sit still today, even in the Lord's church, sadly, because they do not care. I think another reason for sitting still in the body of Christ is some folks really are looking for direction. Some folks need to be directed and they need to be told what to do. They're they're simply waiting for somebody else to take the lead. I think many who would be classified as new converts New Testament Christians, those that have just obeyed the gospel would be in that category and that's where effective leadership comes in. That's why those who are deacons when you have an assigned work to do you need to try to involve as many people as you possibly can in the work that you're doing. We need effective leadership that will demonstrate to others the work that needs to be done and Set the example in doing that work. I think another reason for sitting still in the Lord's church today is some folks feel like they've done their share. You know, I've lived my life. I've been involved in the Lord's church all my life. And now it's time to let the younger folks take over. You know, I'm just retired from active service. I've served my time. Now, you can retire from your secular job. Many of you have plans about when you might retire. But folks, there's never a time when you can ever retire from being a New Testament Christian. Sure, there's going to come a time, maybe physically you're not able to do what you once did emotionally, mentally. Perhaps you can't accomplish what you once could accomplish. But no matter where you are in life, young, middle-aged, or old, God requires one thing of you and one thing only. He requires you to do your very best, regardless of what station in life you might be you know the bible says that when we've done everything that is our duty to do we are to say that we're still unprofitable servants we don't never get caught up in this mentality i've done my share and i'm just not going to do any more I think another reason for sitting still today is discouragement. And we all get discouraged in the Lord's work. Even the best of people in God's service got discouraged. Elijah became so discouraged in 1 Kings chapter 19 that he asked God that he might even die. We do become discouraged in the Lord's work. It may be that we're putting forth the effort and we're doing our best and it just seems like that we're not getting any results at all and we just decide to maybe slow down, give up, or even quit. And yet the Lord told us to never lose heart. He told us to be faithful. He told us that he would be with us always, even to the end of the world. I think another reason for sitting still today is many times people are waiting on somebody else to do it. You know, we open our eyes and we see things that need to be done. We observe opportunities. We see people that need encouragement. We see things that we can accomplish in the Lord's kingdom. And we just sit back and we wait for somebody else to do it. We wait for somebody else to carry out that work. Now, that kind of an attitude will certainly cause a lot of sitting, a lot of apathy in the body of Christ. And yet others sit still, I think, simply because they're afraid. We're afraid maybe that we're going to make a mistake. Or we're afraid that we're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. Sadly, some may even be ashamed of Jesus Christ and his church. Maybe they're a little bit leery about being called a Christian. They're so concerned about what somebody else may think about them they're afraid. And these are just a few of of many, many reasons perhaps we could give as to why people sit still. But lest I leave the wrong impression tonight, let me also observe tonight that There are some good reasons, some valid reasons for sitting still from time to time. One good reason for sitting still is to rest from our labors, to rest from hard work. If we wear ourselves out in the Lord's kingdom, sometimes we need to take some time and rest. So many times we need to renew our strength, Isaiah 40 in verse 31. We need to recharge our batteries. Even Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in Mark chapter 6 in verse 31, took some time to rest from his work. That's a valid reason for sitting still. Not just sitting still to avoid work, but to recharge so that we can accomplish even more work in the future. I think another reason why we ought to sit still from time to time is to pray for help, to pray for wisdom. You know, James admonishes us, in James 1 in verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, that's you and that's me, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally, and he upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Now, if we're going to be fruitful and effective in the Lord's kingdom, prayer is mandatory. We face problems and difficulties and obstacles as we endeavor to carry out the Lord's work. There are hindrances that are going to happen. And sometimes we need to stop and we just need to pray to God for help and for strength and for wisdom to know how we need to approach our work i think another good reason for sitting still is that we might stop and plan the activities that we're going to engage in i really don't care what you're doing it's difficult to succeed in anything without a good plan those businesses that experience success they have a good plan they have a lot of forethought in what they're trying to sell and what they're trying to do. In athletics, whether it's football or basketball, there has to be planning that goes into how you're going to approach the game. A lot of these athletes today will study film of their opponent. They make a plan, they formulate what they want to do to be successful. And if we're going to do anything well, It's important that we plan well. That takes some time. That takes some diligent thought. And even in the Lord's work sometimes we can get on some shaky ground if we just go out here and there trying to do certain things in the Lord's work without a plan for success. Now certain things may be good and right in and of themselves but Think about what could be accomplished if we had a good plan in place. See, good intentions cannot succeed unless we have a good plan. That's why it's important that we just don't jump into any particular work without a lot of thought. Without a lot of planning about how we're going to approach this particular work. You know, the Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And so sometimes we need to to stop and sit still and plan so that we can carry out any particular work of the Lord that we want to do in the most successful way possible. And yet we also, from time to time, we need to sit still and meditate upon God's holy word. Over in Philippians 4 in verse 8, Paul said, Brethren, whatsoever things are true and honest and just and pure and lovely and of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Sometimes we need to stop and meditate upon God's word. Because you see, if we don't have a knowledge of God's will and God's word, then we may have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Romans chapter 10 and verse 2. We may be inclined to be involved in something that would be against the Lord's will if we were to take the time and determine what the will of the Lord is according to his revealed word. And so, certainly, we need zeal. And yet we need knowledge, knowledge of God's word to go along with that zeal. I think another good reason for sitting still though is that we need to stop from time to time and look at our own lives. We need to examine ourselves. The Bible says, but let a man examine himself, 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 28. Examine yourselves, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5, whether you be in the faith. Now, we like to look at the lives of others. We like to examine and notice the faults of other people. But sometimes we need to stop. We need to take a long look at ourselves in the mirror of God's word. And we need to see ourselves as God would have us to be. And then see ourselves as we truly are. And as we meditate upon God's word, we need to be willing to make those changes that are necessary so that we can be the very best we can be in the service of God. So you see, there are some valid reasons for sitting still from time to time. In the third place, though, let me ask the question, why should we not sit still? There are some good reasons why we need to stop, why we need to sit still (coughs) from time to time. But there are countless reasons why we should rise up and be active in the Lord's work. The most urgent business in the world today is the Lord's business. It's not straightening up our nation's economy. It's not building up our military. The most urgent thing in the world today is nothing political in nature. It's nothing that you hear a lot about on the news, or watch on television. The most urgent business in the world today is the Lord's business. You know, why should we sit still when there's so much work to be done? In the scripture reading tonight that Harrison read, Paul talked about how we need to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord think about the great commission that we have to carry the gospel to a lost and dying world did you realize just during the course of our time here tonight that hundreds of people have passed into eternity unprepared to meet God does that break our hearts to know that Does it break our hearts to know that thousands of people die every day with no hope of eternal life? There are our own brethren who have become unfaithful. They are rapidly passing toward eternity. we reaching out to them realizing their plight if they continue in their rebellious state. There's so many things that we need to do in regard to encouraging one another. You see, we can't be self-oriented. We've got to open up our eyes and look at the needs of other people and and make sure that we are ready to encourage them in every way that we can. You see, there's so much work that has to be done. We can't afford to sit still. We've got a lot of work to do, and it's not a work that can wait. It is an urgent work. I think another reason why we cannot sit still is because sitting still, laziness, is condemned by God in his word. In Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 9, The wise man said, He that is slothful in his work is a brother to him that is a great waster. Paul said in 2 Thessalonians 3 in verse 10, If any will not work, neither should he eat. You recall that servant in Matthew chapter 25 was condemned because he was lazy. He didn't do anything his master required. Our Lord condemns those that just sit still and are lazy and will not be involved In his work. I think another reason why we cannot sit still is because our adversary, the devil, never takes even one moment for rest. He is a very powerful and formidable enemy. Did you realize approximately 58% of those that claim to be Christian today, I'm talking about religion in general, 58% really do not believe there is a being called the devil. That's a very dangerous mentality, isn't it? The devil is our adversary. Peter said, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. And Satan will tell us that there's nothing we need to be doing, that we're fine just sitting there and trying to watch and observe as people do the Lord's work. You see, Satan never takes a vacation. He's always active. And I think another reason we cannot afford to sit still is because souls are being lost every single minute. And the charge we have to carry the gospel to a lost and dying world is a charge that we can accomplish. The Lord said we could. And we have the responsibility to teach the lost. And then think about this as well. We cannot sit still because if we are sitting still, no progress at all is being made, is there? And not only is there no progress being made, but if we begin to sit still, very soon we're going to digress. And in many cases, we've seen that attitude of apathy lead to individuals who have turned their back on the Lord and his church. They're no longer faithful to his cause. And then you think about all the poor, the lonely, the outcast that need our help right this minute. We cannot sit still because of those individuals. James says pure and undefiled religion is to visit the fatherless and the widows and their afflictions and to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. Paul said, as we therefore have opportunity, let us do good to all men, especially unto those who are of the household of faith. And certainly we should not sit still today because God commands the opposite. God commands us to be active, We are to be ready unto every good work, Titus 3 and verse 1. We are to be full of good works, Acts 9 and verse 36. We need to be careful to maintain good works, Titus 3 and verse 8. Let me ask you tonight, if somebody were to walk into this building from this community who had never been here before, Would we impress them as being involved in the Lord's work? Would we impress them as people who are truly striving to make a difference? Or would they see people that are apathetic? People that appear not to really care. You see, God commands us to be active. Now, so far tonight, we've seen why some sit still. We've noticed the fact that there's some valid reasons for sitting still. And then we've been challenged by this idea that we cannot afford to sit still. But lastly tonight, as I close, let's notice how some sit still. I really don't understand it, but some sit still during the invitation song. When you become aware that there's sin in your life as a Christian, when you know that there's things you need to correct, there's things that you need to change, you know you strayed away from God, and perhaps deep down inside you know you would be lost if the Lord were to return, many still refuse to do what they need to do to make their hearts and lives right with God. Maybe they hear a lesson on some particular sin and the Bible pricks their hearts with the truth and yet they remain firm in simply putting aside what they know they need to do to make their lives right. I believe here tonight... We have those that need to obey the gospel. Young people, perhaps older people as well, who are outside of Christ. I don't know what can be said to cause you to see your need to obey the gospel. I really don't know how you could go to bed tonight with the knowledge that if your life were to end or if the Lord were to come, you would have no hope of eternal life. You would be separated from everything that's good and right and holy for all eternity. You know that you're still in your sins. You know that you are without any hope. So whatsoever, you see you can't afford to sit still. Because you don't know how many more opportunities you might have before it's too late. That's why it's so vitally important for us to think about what's involved in living the Christian life. The joys, the blessings, the hope of eternal life. But then consider the awful consequences of sitting still, the consequences of inactivity, the consequences of Failing to do the Lord's will. You see, if you're not a Christian, you need to obey the gospel. And Jeremiah asked the piercing question why do you sit still? And tonight we ask that same question while together we stand and